the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name's Mark Salem, and for the next, uh, I would say, two hours, you're kind of stuck with me. But now's the time to call in. If you have a car question, a comment, um, if you want me to settle a disagreement between you and your husband or you and your wife or you and whoever, then 602-508-0960, And... It, it has become very apparent that we have listeners from other parts of the country on, on iHeartRadio and others. So they have a free toll-free line, 888-960-9696. And, of course, the station call letters are 0960, but it's just 888-960 and then 9696. So if you're on iHeartRadio and you have a question, it's easy to do that. Just 602. Well, you can do 602-508-0960, or you can do 888-960-9696. I'm going to ask you to chime in on something. Now, this is for the older crowd. It's not necessarily for the younger crowd. Those of you that are grandparents, <laughs> this is the question my family's decided on. As grandparents, you get the, the question is, is, your grandkids, and the, then you get A and B. Re, with respect to your grandkids, are they being raised like you raised their parents or not? <laughs> so the question is, with respect to your grandkids, are they being raised like you raised their parents or not? 602 All you're going to do is chime in. I'm going to keep track. I don't have a dog in this fight, but it is an interesting question because through the conversations that have happened in my life over the last 10 days or so, this has come up a couple of times. So I thought, you know what, I'll just ask my audience what they think about, with respect to grandkids, are they being raised like you raised their parents (laughs) or not? Oh, boy. Oh, we've already got somebody from the survey. I'm ready, Gil. Let's go. Hello. Uh, your first caller is Richard. Richard, good morning. Are you willing to chime in on that? They are not raised like I raised their my children. <laughs> okay, I'm going to put down one. I'm not going to put down Richard. I'm just going to put down one. Okay, so it's it's no, they're not, and yes, they are. That's the only two things. So when it comes to that, without saying names or anything like that, just give me one example. Um. These electronic devices, how they communicate. Okay, okay. Like, like my uh, grandson, or my uh, stepson's upstairs, and he texts his kids downstairs to bring food to him. <laughs> and, and 
And if you try to interrupt them during that period of thumb, 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 do you get A, ignored, B, a roll of the eyes, or C, a wave of the hand like, I'll be with you in a minute? Uh, probably A. <laughs> it, it is a different world. And I and I guess in defense of both sides of the question, it, it is a different world, but... Um, it is what it is. But anyway, thank you. Thank you, Richard. Thank you very much for calling in. We're talking about cars, but if you want to chime in on Mark's survey, with respect to your grandkids, are they being raised as you raise their parents? And so the question is yes or no. And it has to do with behavior. It has to do with social activity, whatever, whatever, whatever. When it comes to cars, though, I want to tell you about the, the worst cars out there with respect to complaints per 10,000. Complaints per 10,000. And these are, it's unusual in the case that that eight of the most complained about are domestic and two are imports. So people say the imports are so much better. I work on them in day, day in and day out, and I don't think they're any better. I think they have the same problems. I just think that it's possible that people with imports might not, um, or might suggest that um, they bought their car because it's better newer you know less maintenance and all that kind of stuff and in my opinion that's not the case but the worst car is the chrysler 300 and then i'm going to go to the least worst car chrysler 300 the jeep grand cherokee the chrysler town and country the jeep wrangler so when it comes to it you've got the first four are chrysler products then you got the toyota prius um I've always said I struggled with that car, but nevertheless, and there's a picture on the internet where there's a diesel-powered truck running a generator that's charging a Prius, and this is in Europe. So a diesel-powered truck running a generator that's running and charging the Prius, and I see the I see the, the problem <laughs> with that picture. Anyway, so Chrysler's got the first four, Chrysler 300, the Jeep Grand Cherokee, Chrysler Town and Country and Jeep Wrangler and then Prius then the Dodge Caravan the Ford Edge I don't know about that because my wife has one but nevertheless Dodge Charger Ford Fusion and then Nissan Murano so there's some of them in there that we see a lot we don't see lots of Fusion but they don't they're not a big part of the fleet Dodge Chargers yeah Ford Edge yeah Dodge Caravan yeah 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 Prius uh, but they don't dominate the market. The Jeep Wrangler, uh, Chrysler Town & Country, Jeep Grand Cherokee, and the Chrysler 300. Uh, I wouldn't have put some of these cars in this worst category, but this is how many complaints per 10,000 sold. Now, the best, this is going to con- surprise the heck out of you, starting the best from the best, the the least amount of cars that are have complaints per 10,000 sold. Kia Forty, Kia Soul, Here's my bug dog. Chevrolet Silverado 1500. But most of the people with Silverados wouldn't admit that their car's broken. Then you got GM Sierra 1500, which is basically the same kind of car. Nissan Sentra. Then the Ford F-150. Subaru Forester. That's a that's a 1% car on the road. So um, people with Subarus think they're the best cars in the world, but it is a 1%er. A Lexus RX, Toyota 4Runner, and the Nissan Rogue. So when you look at the, uh, the best cars, Vehicles, Chevy Silverado 1500, GM Sierra 1500, the Ford F-150, those are big dogs. But some of these other ones, like 
the Nissan Rogue, the Kia Soul, and the Kia Forte. Those are one percenters as well. So nevertheless, that's just something that was interesting with respect to the most complained about cars. Eight are domestics, two are imports. And the best cars, seven are imports and three are domestic. In reality, though, that, that import and domestic is is something that can be argued. We have vehicles, Chevrolet vehicles, being made in Mexico, but they aren't being made in Mexico. They're being assembled in Mexico. We have cars that are being assembled in Japan and Canada, but the parts come from all over the world. And as I've said today, and I'll say for the rest of my life, there's no part of your Honda, your Chevy, your Toyota, your Chrysler, your Ford that's made by Chrysler, Ford, Chevy, Toyota, Honda. There's no part. Um, All the parts that are made by your car are subcontracted out, and they're engineered, and then they're made, and then they're transported to the area of assembly. So it really makes no difference to me if your beginning your VIN number is a 1 or 2 or a 3, because that's basically United States, um, Canada, and uh, Japan. So there's also Mexico in there somewhere, and I don't know what the number is. But the first digit is the point of origin. And again, it's not where the car was made. It's where the car was assembled. We have a caller. Gil? Yes, that would be Richard. He has a car question now. Oh, Richard, good morning to you. How can I help you? Uh, I was shopping for my oil yesterday, and and I noticed that full synthetic oil at Walmart is half the price of Mobile One. Yep. Um, A synthetic is a synthetic. There's only four places that uh, make oil, that pull it out of the ground and make oil. Mobile does, Shell does, Phillips 66, and Chevron. But those four companies make everybody else's. Okay. So um, I want to tell you something that's interesting. You and I are on the same wavelength today. I was in Walmart the other day, and I was looking at the prices of oil. And we sell Chevron. So I was looking at, you know, comparable. And in reality, I'm charging a quart what they charge a quart so i've got i've got a call into my daughter and my son who set pricing and i said where do we get that number and what's our cost on that quart because we really should be 10 cents 20 cents 30 cents higher than what walmart sells it for because we're installing it and we're storing it and all that kind of jazz so i'm waiting for that but with respect to what what weight oil are you looking at at Walmart? A zero twenty, a five twenty, a five thirty? What are you looking five, for? Five twenty. Okay. I would tell you, if you were sitting across from me and I and I had behaved myself, I would tell you buy the cheapest oil you can find from the five twenty. I yeah, don't think your car can tell the difference. I I, I drive forty thousand miles a year, so uh, there's a lot of oil changes there. Well, wait a minute now. A five twenty. How often are you doing the oil changes? About every twelve thousand. Good, good for you. Good for you. Good for you. That's the right answer I get very rarely. Folks, conventional oil is about 3,000. Semi-synthetic, well, 3 to 5. Semi-synthetic is 5 to 7. Then you got that um, synthetic and 7 north of that to be between 10, 12, and 15, depending on who you say. Look at the asterisk with Mobile One because they brag about 10, 15, 25,000 miles on their oil. Look at the asterisk and it'll tell you the truth. But, but no, you, you're doing it right, and you're using the synthetic, and you're doing your oil changes appropriately, and hopefully you time them where one of them is the beginning of summer, and one of them is six months later, the beginning of the winter. And then by that point, I give you an A-plus all the way around. Well, sometimes it's four oil changes. My next question. Okay. 
uh, Freon for a car. I mean, not Freon, uh, antifreeze okay. for the cooling system. I, I went down to your three Fisker guy and and I asked him what's the difference. And he says well, it's just the, the color dye they put in. He says all Freon's the same. <laughs> all coolant, all antifreeze. Yeah, cool. Yeah, all okay. Coolant. Well, there's Hot H O A T, and then there's Oat O A T. The different colors simply signify who made it. Um, General Motors is all, well, green is always indicated conventional in all the cars. Right. So now we have pink, we have yellow, um, we have red, um, and we've got a variety of colors. And the colors simply mean nothing more than who the original, what color would go in the car. So the next question, Richard, is, hey, Mark, what do you sell? And I'm going to tell you I sell an amber coolant, which is a universal coolant, and I don't have to mess around with colored coolants. That's what the bottom line is. Okay, can, so, and you can buy those at any... Uh, any auto parts store. Just look for one that says amber and look for universal. And um, and typically the, the mileage points on those um, are going to be at least once a year. So, but they could be more. There's some coolant out there. There's some cars out there that are calling for fifty and seventy thousand mile um, services on the coolant. I'm a little confused about that. I'm a little uncomfortable because if I tell my customers I want to do it at seventy, many of them are going to lose their faith in me. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to refer back to the owner's manual. But um, thirty-five, twenty-five to thirty-five is certainly a a number. I'm going to do mine. But the owner's manual will tell you what you need to know. But a universal coolant is one of the top end. Okay. Okay? Thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you very much for calling. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. Before I go to break, let me tell you about a transmission shop, the only one in Phoenix, that Mark Salem says you should go to. Automatic Transmission Exchange. Been around since 68. Phil has been around since early 68. Transmission Repairs and Replacement. But they tell everybody they do far more repairs than replacement. So they're not one of those places when you go in and 92% of the transmission problems necessitate a complete replacement. So every transmission is thoroughly tested. If it comes off the car, they put it on a dynamometer and they check its ability to shift one, two, three, four, five. That's kind of cool because if there's a leak or a problem, they don't have to take it back out of your car and take your car for another couple of days. So they, they're on 40th Street in Washington, the north side of the road. If you go up and down Washington, you're going to see them. Automatic Transmission Exchange. We'll be right back. Phoenix Body Works is a family-owned and operated collision repair facility that opened in 1982. That's over 35 years ago, helping family and friends with their collision repair needs with unparalleled honesty, integrity, and quality. We have grown into the finest collision repair facility in the Valley of the Sun. We are located on 19th Avenue, one half block north of Deer Valley Road. We're open Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m., to 5 p.m. and on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 12 noon for estimates. Give us a call at 623-582-1434 or visit our website at www.phxbodyworks.com, view our YouTube video, or read our Yelp reviews. Remember, it's your vehicle and you decide who repairs your vehicle, not the insurance company. We work with all insurance companies on your behalf and eliminate the stress of dealing with the repairs. We are not beholden to the insurance company. At Phoenix Body Works, we work for you. Did you buy into the timeshare lies? I can tell you that I had a four-year experience with a timeshare corporation who did nothing but lie to me. That swapping locations was easy? They made this sound that this would be a really good deal. 
that I could go anywhere, anytime I wanted to. That never worked out. Timeshare lies. Thousands of timeshare owners know the feeling. I'm Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I worked for the largest timeshare company in the world. When I learned the truth about what they were selling, I quit my job and instead became the pioneer in helping folks get out of their timeshare contracts legally. I understand that trusting anyone after buying a timeshare is a difficult task. That's why I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare contract, you'll pay nothing. For a free information kit on how to cancel your timeshare, call Wesley Financial Group now. 800-656-1551. 800-656-1551. Vision loss is not something that you feel until it happens. Most people lose their vision from diseases like macular degeneration and glaucoma. Not at birth. With macular degeneration, you lose your central vision. You have a blind spot right in the center of your face, so I can't actually see your face. So even that little circle in which I could see became a big blur. I was 65 when I first was diagnosed with glaucoma. There were no symptoms. I had no headaches. Three million Americans have glaucoma, and half don't even know it. 11 million people in the United States have macular degeneration. You lose mobility, independence, changes your entire life. So many eye disorders can be treated if caught early. My husband tells me that I have beautiful brown eyes and I don't want to lose that. Make a plan today to get your eyes checked. Visit brightfocus.org to learn more. Welcome back everybody. My name's Mark Salem, and it's 21 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. And we're going to go right to the phones. And if you'd like to join us, you can, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. we got four lines available. We're going to go to Alex in about 15 seconds. Folks, when I tell you about an auto repair shop, it's a shop I'd send my mother to. I know all about them. I know all about them. And they have the right insurance. They have ASC certified technicians. They've been around a long time. They know right from wrong. And Larry Harker's Auto Repair, 38th Avenue in Indian School, is just like that. They've been around since 1967. Bob and Ellen own and operate. Ellen handles the front. Bob handles the back. They do everything from oil changes, foreign domestic cars, all the way up to changing your engine or changing your transmission, which is a small part of all of our businesses. But what they do is Bob's a really good diagnostician. So if you have a car with... Every time I turn on the wipers, the radio station changes. You're going to want somebody like Bob that has the tenacity to check that out and follow the problem. There's very few people I know, I I can count them on one hand, that have that capability. But if you live near 38th and Indian School and and you don't have a repair shop, I'd like to recommend Larry Harker's Auto Repair. Let's go to the phones. Alex, you're up. How can I help you? Hey there. Thank you for taking my call. You what? So last week I called and um, you diagnosed my car with an axle issue. Okay. And then sure enough, I look under my car and I see that the axle was broken. So I look at a few YouTube videos and usually when most of the axles that I saw, you just slide them in and out of the transmission. But mine gets bolted in and I didn't know that when I was doing it. So the axle completely broke from the hub. And the hub was still in the transmission, the part where you bolted to. And I tried to pry it out, thinking that it was supposed to come out. And then later I found out that I was supposed to bolt the new axle in. And I, I said, okay. And so I, when I put the new axle in, 
and I got everything all assembled and everything, and then I screw on the axle nut. Um, the hub, I'm pretty sure I loosened it up to where it got, it popped out a little bit and transmission fluid leaked all over the floor. Um, is that something that I can just kind of pop back in if I, you know, really, really try to get it in there or should I have that looked at now? Cause I think I may have broken it. Okay. Well, let me ask you a couple questions. I think you had me until you start talking about YouTube and the problem you're in right now is, is YouTube problem. The problem is, is the information uh, with respect to car and car repair is wrong 90% of the time because the person you're talking to is a works on washer dryers or he's the president of a company or it's somebody who wishes they could be a mechanic and wants to go on the internet and tell you how to fix your cars. I'm not on YouTube because I wouldn't do a good job. As a matter of fact, I'm kind of proud that you said last week you gave me the symptoms, which you did a good job on, and I guessed you had lost an axle. So I'm only 50% right based on the input. Let me ask you a question. When you bought the axle, it had a rubber boot on both ends, yes? Yep. Okay. There was a flange on the engine side, yes? Uh, flange being the part that I bolted into, right? Yes. Yes. And you didn't take any of those boots apart where you saw grease, yes? I did not. Okay, good, 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 good. I wanted to make sure you hadn't pulled the flange off and then tried to put the old one on the new one, and I just wanted to make sure that. So did you set the two of them down on the table vertically, and did you collapse both of them and measure the height and then extend both of them and measure the height? Did you compare the length of each one of those? I I did not, actually. That was a mistake that I that I made is not keeping the part before I finished the job. Yeah. So yeah. I, yeah, I got rid of it, and it was it was broken pretty bad. But you know, I I still should have kept it to try okay. to compare it. All right. Was it the outer joint that broke or the inner joint that broke? Inner. Okay. All right. Well, clearly, when you tightened up the nut and you didn't have the leak until then, probably then you pulled off that inner uh, unit, and of course, there's a seal there, and there's a a not it's not a hub, it's just kind of a polished splined. Uh, mechanism that's a female and that slides over a splined area and then the seal keeps it you know keeps it from leaking oil so i'm going to guess like you guessed that you pulled that inner joint out and so the question then becomes is most of the time the inner joint is going to be in there with a snap ring most of the time and it feels like it's not going to come out and it feels like you have to do something else but a very good technician will know the difference and he'll know where to look for the difference and oftentimes we'll just put a puller on there and just kind of tap the puller and it'll collapse that snap ring and, and bring that hub assembly out of the transmission. So you you may have pulled it out, but here's the problem with that thought process. I'm just kind of thinking out loud. The inner joint and the outer joint are capable of expanding a little bit and contracting a little bit. And between the two of them, there's at least an inch worth of play. So I'm a little confused. I don't know how you pulled that axle outward knowing full well in my head that we got about an inch of play at least, and then you must have pulled that flange inward. That's why I think you may have got the wrong axle. I think you got one for short, shorter than it should have been, and I think that's going to be a problem. But I want to tell you something. You're in a world of hurt right now. I want to tell you there's been times my shop has made the same mistake. The axle we had is gone. So we're in really big trouble. And then what you have to do is you have to order an axle by VIN number.
And if somebody can put uh-huh. the actual on the VIN number, then you're probably going to be right. But a lot of places don't provide VIN numbers. They just go by application. If you have a 2.2 liter and your car is blah, 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 then this is the axle. Ugh, that bothers me. In the worst case scenario, I'm going to tell you a secret. You go down to the you go down to the parts place that made your car, and um, you ask them to look at an axle, and they'll look it up by VIN. And then you set it on the counter, and you measure the collapsed height, and then you measure the length, and then you throw ten or fifteen dollars at him for his time, and you say thank you, and hopefully you won't get thrown out. But I buy thousands of dollars from those guys, so they know that sometimes I might do that. But that might be your only way. And then you can go shop an axle somewhere else. But if you want to play this game and you want to take a chance, you can put two more axles in that before you finally just throw up the red flag or the white flag and go to the dealer and order it by VIN. So those are your options. Okay? Yeah, I think I'm going to go ahead and go to the dealer and, and do that. If I, I, I order the axle on Roth Auto, my new one, and usually they're pretty good, but... Um, the gasket was the wrong size on the one that they gave me, and so yeah, I think I'm just going to have to get the like the exact exact one. Okay. Well, dealer. let me tell you about Rock Auto. Rock Auto's no, there's no place. It's a big, it's it's a big telephone bank. It's not right. a warehouse. So Rock Auto calls a local vendor in Phoenix and says, "This is the part we think it is," and the local vendor has no idea the application, so they load up this axle and they put it in a post a box and send it to you. So the first guy looked it up and probably looked it up wrong. The second guy didn't care. Or if they didn't look it up the first time, the second guy didn't check. And the return rate on the parts in Rock Auto, I've been told from a reliable source, is around 30%, which means most people are taking the part, trying it on their car. Either they ordered the wrong part, like you, or they're just putting that electronic part on. It didn't fix the problem. They box it back up and return it as defects. There's been a, at least one major manufacturer that's pulled out of that circle because the defects were just horrendous. So yeah. I'm, I'm not a fan of that. I'm a fan of a local vendor. And here's your other problem. They're going to probably want a core, and you don't have a core. So if you return that, that axle you got now to the vendor, they're not going to give you your old back axle back. They should give you your money plus the core, plus the core money. Um, but they may keep the core money, and then when you go to buy the new axle, you don't have a core. Anyway, got to run. Thank you very much. We'll be back. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Arizona summers can be brutal. So what do you do to survive? 
Well, a quick 960 The Patriot survey has the answer with our ultimate summer survival kit going on now at 960thepatriot.com. A green egg smoker valued at over $900, a Yeti cooler, and a $150 grocery card to load the Yeti and your brand new green egg smoker up with goodies. So how do you win? Answer a couple of simple questions in our Ultimate Summer Survival Kit giveaway survey. Who's your favorite host? Who would you like to see at our next event? Just answer for your chance to win. Visit 960thepatriot.com right now and look for the Summer Survival Kit banner. Take the survey and you're entered. The Ultimate Summer Survival Kit. Make the Green Egg Smoker, Yeti Cooler, and Gift Card yours today. 960thepatriot.com That's 960thepatriot.com Hey guys, let's play some video games. This new dad plays video games with his sons But the challenge feels like he's lifting a metric ton. So many buttons! His avatar just stares at the walls, twists and turns and somehow falls Help me! He's tangled in the controller's cords. I just don't understand this crazy digital world. Crazy, crazy digital world. Zeros and ones. But the love from his kids is totally apparent. Ooh. See, you don't have to be perfect to be the perfect parent. You should have just played catch. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. All about that demon. Well, minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. And the lines, I got four open, 602-508-0960. Kevin, you stay right there for a second. Strictly Diesel Service and Repair is a Better Business Bureau A-plus rated shop. They know what they're doing when it comes to diesels. They know parts. They know service. They know symptoms. They know repairs. They're good. They're up on I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road. You can visit their website 24 hours a day and look at some of the stuff they sell. If you're wondering about this air filter or this exhaust or something like that, Strictly Diesel's website is perfect. They work on foreign and domestic light diesel trucks, I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road. Hang on, Kevin. The caller before you... Um, was Alex, and last week he called and he said he had this problem where nothing happened. He put it in drive reverse neutral and nothing happened. He told me what kind of car it is, and I guessed that he probably blew an axle. So I need both axles connected to the trans- transfer case or trans uh, transaxle, and I need them connected to the front wheels. If one of them breaks, then we spin that one and the car doesn't move. So I want you all to pay attention that on the 20th of July, Mark was told he hit the nail on the head. In addition to that, it's important to know that I'm only as good as the answers you give me. So if I ask you a question and I say, is it A or B, and you say it's B when it's really A, I'm not going to get it. <laughs> so there's three answers to my questions. Yes, no, or I don't know. But we're talking symptoms. That's what we do. You're making model how many miles, and, and this is what it's doing. That works the best. Kevin, thanks for holding. How can I help you? Hey, great, great. I appreciate you taking my call. I love the show. Thank you. I've got a uh, 99 Jeep Cherokee, just rolled 200,000 miles a week ago, and I've uh, got a check engine light, and the, my auto uh, shop tells me it's a uh, transmission check engine, or a, you know, light coming up, and the code on it is a P2 
1687, which is something to do with the uh, torque converter. Okay. Can you okay. tell me how a torque converter works? Yeah, we're going to take a spinning fan, and we're going to move it against fluid to get it to spin, and that pressure fluid is going to sh- make the transmission work. So we're going to take torque and convert it to hydraulic pressure. So, but But I want you to know that for you to jump and start replacing the torque converter is a huge waste of time. Um, there are a lot of things that can cause the torque converter to set a code, and one of them is the fluid level's not right. So okay. you have to follow the dipstick tube, or the dipstick in the tube. You have to. It says, check hot, and it mm-hmm. checks, this is the hot, and it should be this, and it should be in neutral, it should be in park. It'll tell you everything you need to know, so you have to do that first. Then the second thing you have to do is drive it around and manually shift it. One, two, three, four, overdrive. Something like that. And I don't know how many gears you have on your Prindle, which is park, neutral, drive, reverse, low. That's called a Prindle. It's park, reverse, or whatever. That's the Prindle. You may have one, two, three, and then an overdrive, and then you may even have a lockup. But I don't know on your 99 if we're going to have that lockup. So overdrive is fourth gear. Lockup means we're locking the engine to the rear wheels. So I don't know, but you need to see if, as you manually shift it, do you have all the spots you need? And that will tell us a whole lot as well. So um, what part of town do you live in? I'm in East Mesa, and uh, I'm aware of your shop over there on Stapley in Maine. Okay. they're They're in my site. Okay. All righty. Now, you need to call them first and say to them, would are you a good one for this or would you refer me to a transmission shop you like now many of us will say we're going to pass on that many of us are going to send you to a transmission shop that's better prepared and certainly more beneficial to our customers now me and 25 percent of the guys out there will take that in we'll do a cursory inspection we'll scan it we'll go drive it with the scanner on it and 75 percent of the time we're going to hit the nail on the head 25 percent of the time we're going to as far as I'm concerned, my shop's going to give you, not charge you any money, and just send you to a transmission shop of, of that we think is good. That's kind may of how I it say, works. May I say, I was sent to a transmission shop out here in East Mesa Apache Junction, mm-hmm. and I've got a quote of 2100 to drop the transmission, rebuild it, and put a new torque uh, uh, converter in it. Okay. Well, really, I think the... Is the, the vehicle p- worth that? <laughs> well, wait a minute. The question <laughs> is, is how many gears you got? Yeah, I got them all right now, as far as I know. And you don't have any noise in any of them? No. Okay, well, that's kind of a shotgun repair. Hey, let's do this. Let's just stand back and shoot a shotgun, and whatever it hits, let's just <laughs> bid that. You know, when you go in and you got a, a stomach ulcer, let's go ahead and take care of your hernia. Let's go ahead and, and give you a vasectomy while we're in that area. Let's go ahead and do it all. You know what well, I mean? there's logic to that, though, because if you're changing the, uh, let's say you've got a bad um, water pump and you're in there, you're going to change a couple more gases because you got the stuff apart. I understand oh, no, that. No, no, but, that, I, I, you're you're comparing apples and oranges right now. Well, I mean, true. I you're, agree. Yeah, your your real problem is going to be is you spend twenty one hundred for a transmission and that and that code comes back there. At that point, you're you're waist deep in poo poo, buddy. And, yeah. and and that shop's responsibility is is to fix you. And you'll find out the big boys from the little boys when that happens. So right. I'd be real careful about the shotgun. I'm going to tell you a real quick story. There's this guy. He had this particular problem with his car. He's driving down the road, and 
they got me. It's like it goes to first gear. So he takes it into a shop. They put a transmission in. It still happens. They take it back. He he fixes one. He fixes two. He fixes three. He fixes four. He puts another tranny in it. None of it worked. So uh-huh. then he takes it to a local Ford dealer, and you know what they did? They put right. a tranny in it. And it's still doing it. So we've had two transmissions in it, and it's still going to first gear at 50 miles an hour. So somebody decides to call some gray-haired guy, and he goes, oh, the harness here is hitting the exhaust manifold there. So $230 later with the new harness, guess what? No Everything is gear. fine. Yeah. Uh. No more. Can you imagine going down the road at 70 miles an hour and having your automatic transmission drop into first gear? It's kind of oh, like... Grenade the motor. Well, not only that, it locks up the rear wheels and it embarrasses the heck out of you because you just messed your pants. So the, the whole idea is, is it, now at the end of the day, the company, which was a really nice air conditioning guy and his wife, whew, they called an attorney and the attorney called me and we did an analysis and we told him what, what the deal was. And, and actually, um, at the end of the day, the Ford dealership fixed it. Um, but there was a whole lot of discounts and a whole lot of rebates and refunds after that, except the shop. The original shop just shut down and opened up under a new name, but this is his fourth business under a new name, and he's still in business today. So I'm not going to let you guess who it is, but I can tell you this. No, no. If you call me and you say, what do you know about this transmissions? I'm going to say to you, my mother always said, don't say anything if you don't have anything nice to say. And I'm going to tell you, I don't have anything nice to say goodbye. That's the conversation I'm going to have. i got to run, but thank you very much, Kevin. Thank you. I also want to tell you that last segment, um, I said goodbye to you for a break, and there was a 10-second gap there in uh, radio traffic. I'm raising my hand saying, that's all my fault. That's all my fault. It wasn't Gil who runs the board. It wasn't the station. It was nobody's fault but yo. So we'll be back in a minute. It's late. You're driving home and you encounter this. It's a frightening thought, but all the more reason to drive aware, especially at night. If you're driving at night, drive defensively and be aware of what's ahead of you. If you see a wrong way driver, slow down, safely steer away, get off the roadway, and call 911. And if you see a wrong-way driver's sign, take the next freeway exit. Drive aware. Get there. You need a plan as you get closer to retirement. A plan that will take you from where you are now to the retirement you've always dreamed about. The first step on that path is to tune in to Retire Financially Fit with Phyllis every Saturday morning at 8. Your host is Phyllis Sachs-Pilvinas. She's the founder of PSP & Associates. You only retire once, but Phyllis helps people retire every day. Don't miss Retire Financially Fit with Phyllis every Saturday morning at 8 on 960 The Patriot. Introducing the YMCA. What, you already know the Y? Or so you think. Sure, you know the Y for a swim, a workout, even a game of hoops. But did you know we're more than that? We're a cause. When you take your jump shot at the Y, someone else is getting job training take a cardio class while kids are in an after-school enrichment program. Practice your downward-facing dog as a teen practices her leadership skills. That's the why. We work with people no matter their age, income, or background and give them the opportunity to learn, grow, and thrive, all with one simple goal in mind, to strengthen our community. And we've got so much more that does just that. 
So while you might think of the Y as that place for lifting weights, we're also about lifting entire communities. Introducing the Y. We're so much more than a place. We're a cause. Visit ymca.net slash more. Unexpected reactions to smart financial decisions brought to you by feedthepig.org. Well, I finally did it. My student loan is totally paid off. I can't believe it. I can't believe it either. I paid more than the minimum each month, and soon enough, it was gone. So you're just giving up? Giving up on what? The life of luxury. Egyptian cotton, caviar Thursdays, designer everything. What are you talking about? Our plan. What happened to winning the lottery and mastering the art of the perfect mimosa? Hosting galas, wearing enough jewelry to require a bodyguard, vacationing in the French Riviera, and then buying it. I just thought maybe it was time to prepare for my future. You know, set some financial goals, make some smart investments, open a 401k. Financial goals? Investments? A 401k? You are horrifying right now. Listen, if winning the lottery were easy, everyone would do it. When it comes to financial stability, don't get left behind. Get tools and tips for saving at feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. My name is Mark Salem, and uh, we're here talking about cars. I've got a couple things I want to touch base with you. First of all, the phone number, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. If you have a car question, that's the one to call in. Number two, <laughs> I have a um, poll, a survey I'd like you to participate in, if you would. The question is this. If you have grandkids, you say, my grandkids are or not being raised like their parents. My grandkids are being raised like their parents, or our grandkids are not being raised like their parents. It's simple. Either yes or no. <laughs> so I'm doing this as neutral as I can. The question is, is your grandkids. So 602-508-0960, you can chime in. And when it and when if you're a hunter, you're gonna to want to stay here for the next ten minutes. I'm gonna tell you about a hunter hunting wagon that you've never seen the likes of. Never. And it's for sale. It's a hunting wagon extraordinaire that uh that's an unbelievable thing. Okay, the number one Can Am and Kawasaki side by side dealer in the state of Arizona is called Adrenaline Motorsports in Casa Grande. They have tremendous reviews in Yelp and Google. It's a family-owned business. It's built, they've built a business with customer relations, a great staff, and one customer at a time. Here's why I want to tell you this. If you're looking for a side-by-side, a quad, or a four-seater, if you're looking for the new Can-Am with the turbo, whatever you're looking for, you go shop your butt off in Phoenix. Just shop your tail off. But you get the number that says, what am I going to pay you when I walk out the door? the out-the-door price. Most of them won't even give you that. Okay, then you call Adrenaline Motorsports in Cass Grand and you say, hey, this is what they're going to tell you. This is what you want, and here's the sales tax. Write your check before you leave your house. They don't have stuff like in freight, get ready, desert protection packages, dock fees, um, because your hair is brown, because your wife is pretty, because it's Thursday. They don't have all that. It's the scooter, whatever you want plus the sales tax. Adrenaline Motorsports in Casa Grande. I promise you, you're going to go down there like everybody else. They were number two in the nation on Cam Am sales because of that policy. The guy that owns it is John Neiman. 
I know him better than you can imagine. We went to high school together, and um, I have his personal cell phone, so if you're mad at him, I'll give that to you. Yeah, like I'm really kidding. All righty. We talked uh, about a variety of things, um, but stick around if you want to hear about this hunting wagon. But we'll take Tom first. Tom, good morning. How can I help you? Actually, it's uh, not Tom. It's our new caller, Robert. Robert, I'm sorry. I I missed. Uh, I'm I screwed up there. Robert, good morning. How can I help you? Uh, good morning. Good morning. Uh, I have a 2013 Kia Soul, and I took it into the dealer, and he said the compressor was leaking, and that it cost a thousand dollars, which he did it. I had it done, and my question was leaks. Why aren't there any gaskets? That why does a compressor leak? Um, I'm going to answer your question. The compressor does leak, but it leaks gas, so you're not going to see it. Now, there's a small amount of oil in the gas, the freon, and so generally speaking, we see a little bit of dust where the gas is leaked with a tad of oil, and then the road dirt attaches there. I'm really sorry to see that you did that, though. I'm sorry. I think you should have not done that. Um, have you ever had it complained after on a six-year-old car that it didn't blow cold? Oh, it didn't blow cold. It was so blowing hot air. So you took it in because the air conditioning didn't work. Right. Okay, I apologize. I was going to give you the wrong advice. There has to be that. So, Robert, you're exactly right. You take it in. And they say your compressor's leaking. They, and if you were there, I would have taken you back there and showed it to you. But the compressor's going to be leaking at one of the fittings at the back. There's two. It's going to be leaking, and the case is three. It's got a tail, a middle, and a front. So there can be leaks on those, and they could be O-rings. How many miles has your Kia Soul got on it? Seventy. Seventy? Okay. So you've been around the world almost three times. It's a little premature to give up the ghost. I think most of us are going to do major air conditioning repairs north of 80, between 80 and 100. So you're just a little bit early, but as long as it blows cold and you're happy, and $1,000 isn't bad. I would have, if you would have said, guess what it would have been, I would have guessed between 1000 and 1300 I don't know exactly what they did, but I think what happened well, is fine. So, uh, the actual module leaks, what is it, metal or plastic? I mean, I can't imagine that the leak is not at a gasket. Well, no, it is going to be at a gasket. It's going to be at the front seal of the compressor. And I told you the compressor is made in three parts. So the front part is connected to the middle part, and there's a metal connection with an O-ring. Then the middle part's connected to the back of the part, and there's a metal connection with an O-ring. And then at the back of the compressor, there's two hoses, and both of those have O-rings. So you're, we're leaking a gas. It's not going to be anything you find on the ground. And uh, most assuredly, there would have been dirt around the compressor to show you where the leak was at. But most people don't ever open their hood, and if they did and looked at their compressor, they wouldn't know what they're looking at anyway. So to answer so your question, it's, it's a gas. It's cheaper to replace it than to replace the gaskets. Oh, nobody's going to replace the gaskets. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. And here's why. Oh, so you want me to replace the gasket. Okay, well, I'll take it apart and I'll put the front seal in it. You're going to be happy. But if the next seal fails, you're going to go, Mark, you were the last one to touch it. And if the next gasket fails, Mark, you were the last one to touch it. 
And so, no, if one gasket goes, the other aren't far behind, and Mark isn't going to take yours apart and put it together piece by piece. No, okay. I'm not doing that. They did right All now. Right. I'm sticking up for the dealer. I don't do that very often, but you were treated fairly. Okay? Okay. All right. Thank you much. Uh, thank you, Robert. Let me tell you something else. A friend of mine sent me something in an email the other day, and he got it from a, uh, a, a car repair facility, and it said, um, Dear Mr. So-and-so, um, we know your car has this many miles on it because you just came in, and we, we want to notify you that many of our customers have benefited from these two services. So we would like to offer these to you, and, um, and if you think that you benefit from these, then uh, you know, make an appointment and come in. We want to flush uh, the, the part of what it is is flushing your fuel injectors. Most people say, "Oh gosh, I'm glad I did that." The other part is flushing your gas tank. Hmm, flushing your gas tank. I think the two of them together was three or four hundred dollars. Let me tell you something about. Shame on that shop. Shame on that dealer. Shame on that chain. Whoever it is. The question really is: Is Mark? How many times have you ever fixed a problem? I flush in the gas tank, and the answer is zero. Now, I flushed a gas tank because Dad put diesel in his gas on a fuel contamination issue. Yes, flushing the fuel tank is appropriate, but I have never fixed a problem on a car by flushing the gas tank. Never, except if it's a fuel contamination. Diesel gas, gas water, water gas, whatever. If the neighborhood kid stuck a hose in your filler neck, that's that's something. Other than gas or fuel contamination, flushing your fuel tank is nothing more than flushing your wallet. And if you think that your car is going to love you more or your injectors are going to last longer if you flush them, you're wrong about that too. Flushing fuel injectors has always been a huge profit center. Huge. I mean, we make lots of money. And if you come in and tell us to do it and we look at you and you won't, you're not going to take our advice, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. You tell us to do it, we're going to do it. But here's when you use fuel injection flush. you got a problem we think might be in fuel injector. We're going to flush your fuel injectors, and you're going to say, better, the same, or worse. Well, better and worse says we got a fuel injector problem. If it's the same, it ain't a fuel injector problem. So it's used as a diagnostic. Now, if you go in with a miss and they say you need a fuel injector, then you say, yeah, go ahead. And then they say, well, you need a fuel injector, but you also need all the spark plugs and the wires. Then the question becomes, ooh, I wonder if this misfire is the spark plugs and the wires and the fuel injection flush is just the gravy on top of the job. That's why you have to look them in the eye and say, wait a minute, I just want you to address the symptom I have. Is it spark plugs and wires or is it a fuel injector flush? I'm not going to do both. You need to sit down hard on a specific diagnosis and a repair. Tell me what you, is maintenance and tell me what's going to fix my symptom. And then the default is is look in your owner's manual and find out when a fuel injection flush is, is asked for or suggested. My suggestion to you is, is go ahead and check it because I'm betting that 95% of you can't find it in the maintenance schedule of the car you drive because it's not there for a reason. So there are some cars that have pattern failures that, flushing the fuel injectors, there may be one out of a thousand. So chances of you having one are pretty slim, pretty none. Okay, I've got time here. Let me look at the, the doggone clock, and that's something that I don't even have up in front of me. 55 minutes after the hour. Okay, listen, here's the deal. 
there's this wagon out there that's a um, a uh, it's a 1979 GMC Chevrolet, three-quarter ton suburban, four-wheel drive, positive traction rear end, locking hubs. Get this. It comes with a 5.7 liter fuel-injected, tuned port fuel-injected, 350 horsepower V8. It's a small block Chevy with tuned port fuel injection. Arizona Speed Marine installed that. It's got a five-speed manual on this hunting wagon. It's got 132,000 miles. We don't know if it's correct. These are the upgrades that were just done in the last two weeks. It's got air conditioning upgrade. The compressor, and now it's 134. It blows ice cubes out of the vents. The tires are all brand new Toyo Open Country tires, low range G. The shocks, all four. It's got a 40-gallon fuel tank, but it's got two saddle tanks that fill the fully tanks. You flip a switch, and the saddle tank drinks into it, and you look at your gauge, and when it's full, you shut the switch off. Here's the kicker. The front end, it's got a Ramsey 8,000-pound winch. In the back of this Suburban, it has a 6,000-pound Warren, and both of them have remote controls. So this has got a winch on the front and on the back, and it's not there for, you know... And it has four-wheel disc brakes. It has dual exhaust. It's old, but it's nice. So the the they want $8,500 for this. We just did all the work. $8,500 for this. Now, on the top of it, it has a ladder up the back, and on the top of it is a huge deck, and you pull a couple of pins, and the deck slides over the windshield. You sit on this. You cover yourself with camo, <laughs> I'm told, and you have a good view. So... It's it's something I've never. First of all, I've never seen a suburban with with a five speed in it. I've never seen a seventy nine that didn't come with fuel injection. Had somebody plugged in a three hundred and fifty horse tuned port fuel injected five point seven, which is a three fifty. So it's pretty cool. The air conditioning blows ice cold. It's got a couple rattles here and there. The doors I, we just lubed them and they and they're fine. But it's a hunting wagon. This is all you'd use it for. And if you get stuck with this because and you can't get out with a front winch or a rear winch, then you shouldn't be hunting. <laughs> you shouldn't be in a four-wheel drive off-road. $8,500. I think they'll go down a little bit. But if you're interested, mark at marksalem.com. Mark at marksalem.com. You're more than welcome to chime in if you'd like to, but it's something special. Four-wheel disc brakes. Now, here's the story behind it. The guy that built this owned a machine shop. He was a hunter. Him and Jim at Arizona Speed Marine designed this. So this is the ultimate hunting wagon from two guys who do this for a living. Now, this machinist built half the vehicle, half the stuff on this vehicle. And somebody had to put disc brakes on the back, change the master cylinder, and do lots of stuff with a proportioning valve. So it's kind of an unusual vehicle. But if you're a hunter for $8,500, this is something that is extraordinary. So anyway, and if you want pictures, mark at marksalem.com. I'll send you pictures. So anyway, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. You're more than welcome to give us a call, car repair, or answer the questions. Are your grandkids being raised um, by their parents the same as you raised their parents or not? <laughs> or not? Are your grandkids being raised the same as their parents or not? You can chime in, 602-508-0960. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.